This has been another Angry Vets broadcast. Check, check it out. Yo, 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 yo. What's up, Tab Nation? What's good, baby? Week three is a wrap. And man, was it a fantastic week. We had some crazy games. Um, Baltimore played with their tails between their legs last night. Very disappointing showing from Baltimore. But we're not going to jump straight into that. I am your host, Dove C. Corey. And I have my boy, my co-host, Cody. What's good, brother? Hey, what is good, brother? You know it. I'm always glad to be back out here talking with the people. Yes, sir. Feeding the people the information they need to succeed. Winning that fantasy football money for you guys in that belt. So, Cody, my guy, week three was a fantastic week. I got my I got my tail whooped again and show me. I'm 0-3 and show me. And, you know, my, my feelings aren't hurt, though, you know, because, honestly, I didn't tell a lot of people this, but I was expecting to only be able to pull out one win in my first three weeks by the way I drafted and I wasn't able to pull out any wins, but I did want to pull out at least one, but I wasn't able to pull out any. But I was planning on having a tough first three weeks. So how are you feeling about your Sony team right now? Um, you know, I'm still feeling strong about it. With Kamara's that anchor, I feel pretty good. And then Taylor's got his backfield to himself. The only problem with my team, man, is now I got Godwin constantly injured. And I'm fine. I mean, thank God I finally got Galladay back, but Godwin's killing me, man. <laughs> and you know it's the scary part is Galladay is he fully back you know he he didn't look too hot this last past weekend I mean he had a TD didn't he yeah it was um uh, oh, yeah he had a TD Arizona secondary has been pretty rough though this year yeah so far. yeah I agree so jumping into our week three look at our what we saw into week three um, we're going to open the floor up with you, let you give your first <coughs> takeaway, and then we'll head to my takeaway, and we'll do a little volleyball ping pong action. So your first takeaway, my brother, of week three. I mean, first off, I guess we got to start with it's Foles time in Chi-Town, man. You know what I'm saying? It's Nick Foles came out in the second half and did his thing. I mean, I don't really understand why this guy didn't take the job and camp like why then just roll him out and say Nick Foles is our starter week one because I mean this was obviously he was the life this team needed in this game um I mean don't get me wrong he would sound like he looked phenomenal or anything but he brought him back and he got the three touchdowns and did what he did bro so credit to him Foles is the starter now yes sir and I'm loving it on the Allen Robinson pickups because Nick Foles is not afraid to throw the ball. <laughs> That's one thing. He came in that game, he just started slinging. He was like, I don't care. If his interception is going to be an interception, I'm going to throw that thing up. And what do you know? They have receivers that can catch over there. <laughs> it's back-to-back. So, those, those picks in the end zone, uh, Robinson got one, just it grabbed right out, of, right out of his hands, man. Cornerback pulled right it right out. right out of his chest, man. Yeah. That damn cornerback took it right out of his chest, bro. I was so disappointed on that interception. Because Robinson's a bigger receiver, and you usually see the bigger receiver come down with the ball. But I guess that just goes to so, like, when you practice against Julio every other day, you get used to people trying to snag balls out of you, <laughs> off of you, so you just get used to snagging them back eventually. And that's what he did. Yeah. So, yeah, we got that back. Um, my biggest, One of my biggest takeaways, and it's hurting me, and looking at this Titans-Vikings game right now, 
Uh, COVID is back, man. COVID is not. As, I'm not even gonna say back. COVID is never went anywhere, and now it is hitting the NFL, and things are looking shitty for Week Four. Um, we have the Titans, and for those who don't know, the Titans and Vikings had some players coming out of that game testing positive for COVID-19, and now Titans are shutting down their camp or their their facilities for the entire week, and they have to play against the Pittsburgh Steelers this week. That's really big, not practicing, and then having to play against the Pittsburgh Steelers on the week that you're not practicing. Are they so, going to play? I don't know. <laughs> mm. Nobody knows. Exactly. Like, how did the NFL not have this in place already? Like, I thought they had things in place for something like this was to pop off, but it's looking like no, everybody's like, oh, uh, what's going to happen? Right. This is what I'm saying, man. So, I mean, if you had um... – the Titans and Vikings play last week. So what do you do? Do you just give uh, the Steelers and, you know, saying the, uh, who are the Vikings playing this week? Jeez, uh, why am I blank? Houston. They're playing Houston. So why don't we just have Houston Pittsburgh play? <laughs> yeah, man, just let them battle out. Battle of the Kobe. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, you might as well just rotate the schedule. That would be a good idea, but, I mean, would teams fall for that? They'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess we could do that. But then, fantasy-wise, those players that aren't playing this week, you get screwed if you invested heavily in, like, Corey Davis or A.J. Brown, you know, so. Be on the lookout, Tab Nation. That's something to definitely keep an eye out for, uh, COVID-19 playing this part. Uh, your next thing that you noticed from week three, my good sir. So, my next takeaway is, uh, you know, I mean, Belichick, even without Tom Brady there, he's still doing his thing, and he's taking away his, the team, the other team's opposite best piece, the, their best weapon. He wants to take that piece of person away. Earlier in the week, he was talking about Darren Waller. Oh, this guy, he's, this guy's a, I think he said he was a freak of nature. He was a, something he was talking about, he's a, really, he was talking about him like he was just, out of this world, man. And so I knew he was going to be coming in there with wanting to lock down on Darren Waller. And he did, dude. Waller came out with two receptions for only nine yards. Like, wow. Belichick's still doing that uh, Belichick mentality. And I mean, it was kind of cool to see that even though, uh, you know, Cam Newton's not putting big points on the board, he'd still come out with that W, man. Yeah, yep, I agree, man. They did a really good job. That defense turned around. Yeah, Cam had a down week this week, but uh, let's see if he bounces back. Raiders have been playing pretty uh, nice defense, man. It's, I think yeah. it's time for us to start paying attention to that Raiders defense because even though they're getting points put on them, they're doing a pretty good job against certain players. Like, they're starting to turn around a little bit. So, it's yeah, looking like a sneaky there. wild card team, man. Oh, yeah, I agree, and I hate to say it, but I agree. Um, I I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to go that far yet, go Cody, because the Raiders <laughs> started off hot. They had a reason to start off hot. I mean, they had the new stadium. They didn't want to lose in a new stadium. And then the week before that, I can't remember who they were playing, but it was a pretty big game. Or maybe it wasn't a big game. I don't know. But maybe we start to see the real Raiders because, like I said, 36 to 20 and Cam Newton didn't even really have a big game. We're talking about yeah. Rex Burkhead having a career game on them. Come on, bro. <laughs> yeah, it walked down the Panthers a little bit, the 34 to 30 in week one. Man, so um, going into my next hot take, you had a great one right there. I have to say this very loud and very clearly, Odell Beckham 
damn. Damn, 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 Odell. Why did you wait until week three to come out and tell me the information that I needed to hear that Baker Mayfield is not going to get the job done with you? And he said it in the nicest way possible, and I love it because Odell is learning. He's mature now, (laughs) and you can tell that he's learning because he said it very nicely. Last week in a, a press conference, he was like, you know what, guys? This isn't going to be the big year that I was hoping for. I'm just going to block and let Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt do what they do. And I was <laughs> like, shit. Because <laughs> that's yeah, what man. he did this weekend, bro. He did a, a terrific job of blocking and getting the ball when he could get the ball, and that was it. I was like, damn. So he'll be riding my bench from here on out. How do you feel about that, bro? Yeah, I mean, I can agree, brother. He'll be re- <laughs> I wouldn't. I'm I'm not somebody I'm targeting to trade. I didn't draft him any any of my leagues, and I haven't been targeting him in any of DFS. But this week, I was honestly kind of looking at a little bit of Jarvis Landry just because he was cheaper, and just looking and taking a skim through everything in the matchups. They got a pretty solid matchup this week. Um, but I'm yeah, I'm out on Odell Beckham right now. I don't want honestly, I don't really want any part of that receiving game just because of the volume. Period. That's why I was out from the beginning. Yeah, I get it, man. They do want to establish that run. And, uh, I mean, I was telling hey, Cody, can I, can, can I finally get a little bit of credit from you? Because you don't like giving it, but I want you to give it. I said Nick Chubb should have been the number two running back coming off that board. And he damn well should have been, man. This dude is blowing the hell up. That week one was an outlier, but, <laughs> I mean, you playing against Baltimore week one. It's hard to play against Baltimore, but this dude is looking freaking fantastic, bro. For sure. Fantastic. Now, Kevin can you keep Stefanski. it going? That's a big question. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, Kevin Stefanski hire was big, man. Yeah. Oh, huge, bro. And we all seen this because, I mean, you caught it this uh, this summer as well. We all knew what Kevin Stefanski was about to do with those two running backs. But I was swinging on the fences, hoping that Odell would be that one receiver that they had to throw the ball to. In the first two weeks, he was. And then they were like, all right, we're not doing this anymore. <laughs> so it's a wrap. So, yeah. Uh, your next hot take, good sir. Yeah, uh, so, I mean, even though the 49ers were, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to go through the injuries again right now, but man, the 49ers were decimated by them injuries, but they still rallied around. I mean, they didn't even need to rally. They just put the just foot on the throat of the, these Giants this week and just kept riding it. They, uh, man, they put these guys into the dirt. Nick Mullins played a heck of a game. He got sacked twice, which was a little concerning, but he still put up almost 350 yards passing. Um, Jarek McKinnon, you know, he did his thing. He didn't really get to move a whole lot with what he had, um, but he he put up he put up a decent line. It's somebody who I'd be comfortable having in my lineup going forward while Raheem Mostert's out and Tevin Coleman are out. Um Brandon Ayuk was inter- interesting in that game, though. That was really interesting for me. Yeah, so yeah, I, I don't know. This, this team in general is just going to be kind of interesting to, for me to watch going forward with all these injuries and still just looking the way they are, man. Yeah, no doubt. I agree with you on that one. Uh, and then that leads to another good point, man. Uh, some A team that's not worried about injuries that I'm actually really impressed by. And – 
I'm shooting my I'm I'm hitting myself in the mouth because I really feel that he's overrated and I I'm gonna stand by that until he finishes this season out. But he's balling and I'm gonna give him credit. It's Josh Allen. That guy is balling out right now. And I'm gonna give him all the credit in the world because I feel and I've said it be past in the past that he's overrated. And I didn't feel like he could keep up this level of play, but through three weeks, he's looked amazing. So we're going to see if this yeah. continues to show up. And I'm going to give him credit. Every week when he balls out, I'm going to continue to say, yo, he's proving me wrong. Because I, I don't mind being proved wrong. And right now, Josh Allen is doing that. He's balling out. So let's see if he can keep it rolling. Um, yeah, your guy, next top take. Oh, the, go ahead. That guy is an absolute monster, man. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, your next top take, sir. Well. It looks like uh, Mr. Mo Ali Cox in Indianapolis is here to stay, brother. Um, it's looking like they're going to keep him. He outsnapped Jack Doyle this week, even though Jack Doyle was back in the lineup. And Philip Rivers just looked like he preferred targeting Mo Ali Cox. And to me this season, T.Y. Hilton has looked dead out there on the field, man. Oh, it's man, really, has he? <laughs> it's really not. It's fun to watch him. I'm I'm so happy I didn't grab any shares of T.Y. Hilton this season. I, I was honestly higher on him than I usually am in the past, and I just didn't end up coming out with any of them. So <laughs> it worked out in your favor. Yeah, it was just great. And I think they're he, they got to start finding some other options in the passing game here. So I I, I like Moelle Cox, man. I think he's going to be kind of here to stay. I agree. I like Moelle Cox. He showed up the last two weeks in uh. He wasn't. He was more of a blocker when, cause he was in Jacksonville. Am I not mistaken? If I'm not mistaken, right? Was it Jacksonville for a long. Yeah, he was never that, really. He's that? been around. Him. Yeah, he's been around the block. Yeah, he's been around for a while. So he's finally being able to catch some balls and relax. So, um, my next hot take from week three was Mark Ingram, guys. I'm I'm super disappointed in Mark Ingram. Uh, he just. And the reason I'm disappointed in him, he just doesn't look like Mark Ingram to me. Like, I used to watch Mark Ingram, like, last year for Baltimore and when he was in New Orleans, and he just looked like a stud. He looked like somebody you didn't want to tackle because he's going to hit you in your mouth and keep running through you. But this week and last week for Baltimore, I'm just not impressed with him. Like, he just doesn't look like he has that same tenacity. He doesn't look like he has that, like, I'm going to run through your face kind of like Bill, like he normally does. He looks sort of like just, I don't know. I don't want to say soft, but he just looks like not Mark Ingram that we're used to. I don't know. You, you've seen a lot of Mark Ingram in the past being a Saints fan. How do you feel about Mark Ingram right now? Yeah, man. I mean, it's just the kind of sort of the volume for me personally in the backfield. He's just, he, last year, he only topped two, 15 touches twice. And now this year, I don't think he hasn't done it once. It's a volume thing here in Baltimore with Lamar Jackson and that Greg Roman uh, offense. You know, it's when you got Lamar Jackson taken up, he's 16 carries, man. Like, it's rough. Yeah. I agree with that, and it's showing with Mark Ingram. All right, your last hot take, sir. Uh, I got another one I can, we can go with. It's looking like it's Keenan, Keenan Allen's time to eat, buddy. You know what oh, I'm saying? Man. You I'm this dude, 19 targets? Like, come on, man. 19? And I got so, him so late, man. And then I traded him too early. Whew. I didn't oh, see the rookie man. taking over so early, bro. That hurt me, man. Yeah, the yeah. rookie taking over, it made a hell of a difference, bro. Oh, yeah. That, Herbert loves some Keenan Allen. It is 
it's his time to shine. No doubt. Um, and my last hot take is uh changes coming to the A. Uh Atlanta is not getting the job done, man. It's it's this is like embarrassing at this point, just how often they fail to finish games. So I feel that they're going to change this offense up a little bit. Uh, if they don't fire the coach and the coaching staff, they're definitely going to try to go in a different direction with the OC. This passing game and passing Matt Ryan a thousand times a game, it's got to change. They got to figure out this running game. Gurley and Hill got to get used more. So uh, I feel there's changes coming to Atlanta, guys. Keep an eye on that. Um, yeah. So um, we're going to get into my dumpster dives, and then we'll get to Cody's uh, diamonds in the rough, guys. And we might have to do a Thursday uh, sit session uh, either tomorrow or Thursday before the games, depending on time. Uh, quick dumpster dive, guys. So as you all know, we do a dumpster dive, and these are the players that have been letting us down throughout the season. And uh, this has been a good season for dumpster divers. Um, Cody hit this one earlier, man. T.Y. Hilton, bro. We are not seeing T.Y. from last year. I've been staying away from T.Y. for the last two seasons, and I'm glad I avoided him this year. I did feel like uh, him and Phillip Rivers were going to have some type of rapport, but that rapport is few and far in between. T.Y. put up a three for three, three catches in 30-something yards, no TDs. Get out of here. We don't need that, bro. Get off our rosters. Lamar Jackson. You are my dumpster diver. Everybody knows how much I love uh, Lamar Jackson. Cody knows how much I love Lamar Jackson. But he has found his way in my dumpster diver. Sir, I need you to ball out, bro. I need you to find yourself. Quit letting these naysayers get in your head, man. Quit trying to prove something that you don't need to prove. He's trying to sit in the pocket. He's trying to make plays and everything else in the pocket. Bump that, bro. Dominate the league by being yourself. You made it last year by being yourself. Be yourself again this year and run the ball, and get your receivers open long. Do what you got to do. Final and last dumpster diver of the week, and not a lot of people are going to agree with me on this one, but there is a reason he's on here. It's Calvin freaking Ridley. He was the number one receiver this week for the Atlanta Falcons going against the Chicago Bears, and I wasn't impressed. He had a big play at the beginning of the uh, game that gave him a big outing or a big uh, yardage outing. But other than that, man, he disappeared. He only had five catches off of 13 targets. You can't be a number one receiver, and you can't catch more than five uh, five passes off of 13 targets. You need more plays than that. And it showed on the scoreboard when they couldn't finish the game. Julio is still the number one. Bye, y'all. That is my dumpster divers. Let's get to the Cody's Diamond Finds of the Week. Who you got, brother? Ooh, ooh, ooh. So, well, before the news dropped, of course, with this whole Minnesota-Tennessee thing, I don't want to take the chance of Minnesota not playing this week. And people, I think you might be able to get this guy back on the waiver wire eventually. So I was going to talk about Justin Jefferson, but I think I'd rather talk about Alan Lazard with his matchup this week, to be honest with you, man. Alan Lazard's looking like a solid pickup, but even when Devontae Adams comes back as his wide receiver too, Lazard's just looking consistent, man. He, um, Rogers seems to like the kid. He's, mm-hmm. Now got to repertoire, and they're going to be playing Atlanta this week, man. And you know, with Rogers putting up what two forty burgers and another thirty, almost another forty, you know he's putting up a forty burger this week in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. So, oh, that's in. What am I saying? It's in Lambo. He's putting up. A, he's definitely putting up a forty burger in Lambo. <laughs> I don't know. What yeah. Oh yeah. No doubt. Cody, yeah. 
So yeah, that's what I. That's I mean, Lazard's got to be a great diamond for me. That's a pickup for me that I gotta stick with and roll with. And another one, I if you want to go running back, you guys are hurting. I know we got maybe Derrick Henry. You lost him this week. I mean, this isn't a guy I'm really looking forward to this particular week. But as a stash, I kind of want Anthony McFarland because this Pittsburgh Steelers team just seems like they're looking for another identity to run and play with James Conner. And I personally, it seems like Anthony McFarland looked like he had some spunk out there this week, and I want to see more of what the kid has. So I'm going to be picking him up and hoping to stash that upside. And if it doesn't hit after three, four weeks, maybe, you know what I'm saying, look somewhere else. No doubt. Well, guys, uh, that was our week three recap. We got to sort of wrap it up sort of early, but uh, we will be coming back for a Thursday night session and a look ahead to get the, that game adjusted and to get you guys uh, some starters and some sits in that one. But uh, as always, man, it's been a fantastic cast with you, Cody. I appreciate you all the time, brother. Salute to all our troops and inactive and active duties. Anything else on your end, Cody? No, brother. All right, man. Everybody keep it icy. Me and Cody probably about to play some Avengers. Captain America time! This has been another Angry Vets broadcast. Check, check it out.